1: This is the Freddie and Harry Podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. It's known as the Electric Circus. It's Freddie and Harry with Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman. I appreciate you joining us in the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. Wow, wow, wow. NBA News, normally when you score 70 points in a game, that's the top of the stack. Until the Milwaukee Bucks. Right before 3 o'clock Eastern time, after 43 games and a 30-13 record, they moved on from their head coach, Adrian Griffin. Adrian Woznarowski, ESPN senior NBA insider, broke the news he said, this is why the Bucks decided to do this to Adrian Griffin.
0: They looked at where this team was, how it was responding under Griffin, although the second-best record right now, 30-13, and 13, that they have such a tight championship window with Giannis Cupo, certainly the Damian Lillard trade, you know, which happened after they hired Griffin as head coach, and they made a decision to make the change. They told Adrian Griffin of that just within the last hour, I'm told, that he's out and this is a Milwaukee team uh, that you have seen at every turn, Trying to maximize again this championship window, and they make a really difficult decision today to move on from Adrian Griffin. And I'm told now Joe Prunty is expected to be the interim coach. You've seen him as an interim coach previously in Milwaukee after Jason Kidd in Atlanta, also. Uh, but they're going to start a search immediately for a new head coach. They want an accomplished veteran head coach who's available. And I'm told that Doc Rivers is among the very serious candidates that Milwaukee is going to look at here as they move forward. The
1: to Adrian Wojnarowski, ESPN Senior NBA Insight, talking about what happened to another Adrian, Adrian Griffin, being fired by the Milwaukee Bucks after 43 games and a 30-13 record, which was the second best in the Eastern Conference and third best in the NBA. Let's bring in Gabe Neitzel, co-host of Jen, Gabe, and Chewy on 94.5 ESPN in Milwaukee. Hit him on Twitter at G nitzel 16 By the way, you can weigh in the Triple H say ESPN. Eighty-eight seven two nine three seven seven six, and the Bucks firing Adrian Griffin after forty-three games. But Gabe, we start with you. I don't know if you're going to be the next head coach of Milwaukee Bucks. That's for another time, for another day. But what is the buzz in that city, in that state, about the Bucks doing this forty-three games in to Adrian Griffin as head coach?
2: Yeah, I don't know if my 0-3 record in fifth grade girls basketball coaching my younger sister's team, you know, a while ago. I don't think that's going to be good enough to make the list, but maybe, you know, I mean, I'll submit the resume. We'll see what happens with uh, with John Horst. But in terms of buzz, I mean, I think there was a, there was certainly a portion of the fan base that was questioning whether or not this could happen because – even though you mentioned the Bucks record, 30 and 13, something just didn't look right. I mean, they just had back-to-back games in Detroit against the Pistons where they needed fourth-quarter rallies in order to beat the Pistons, who have four wins, a team that the Bucs at home not that long ago were up by 40 points at halftime. And something has just looked off. Something hasn't looked right. And I think while some people were thinking, okay, you know, maybe this isn't working with Griffin, I, I-, I at least assumed they were going to give him the season. And if it didn't work out – at the end of the year, hey, we tried this. Let's go back to a veteran coach, somebody that can kind of push us in that right direction. But I didn't actually think that they would do this in the middle of the season because every time there seemed to be a little bump in the road, they would, they would seemingly bounce back and get some wins that you would think would placate um, you know, the, the ownership. For example, I was at the game, and I, can't, I still can't believe this happened. I was at the game earlier this month when they played the Jazz, and they were down 30 points at halftime. And they got booed. The, the, the five-star forum crowd booed the Milwaukee Bucks on their home floor because of the defensive effort that they were putting out there. And then they would seem to bounce back, win a couple of games, and then something, something would happen like a you know, down 22-2 to on the road at Cleveland. So it was just kind of such a roller coaster ride that ultimately, I guess, Bucks ownership, which, by the way, there is a new part of that ownership with Jimmy Haslam Everybody knows him and D are, are owners of the Cleveland Browns. They came in at the beginning of the season, and I'm willing to bet that uh, maybe they also had a hand in kind of, you know, seeing the Bucks down 22 to two in Cleveland. My guess is that uh, that probably did not bode well for the future of Adrian Griffin. Wow. So I,
3: I think um, Gabe, I think one of the things that stand out to me is that when you look at this Milwaukee Bucks basketball team. It's not like they don't have the personnel to defend because in 2019, before Giannis actually won his defensive player of the year, he was a candidate, right? Um, Mm -hmm. I think he finished second in that. And then in 2023, last year, you had Brooke Lopez. One of the main pieces, though, in that whole ordeal is a guy missing named Drew Holiday. That was a two-way player. So when you trade for a Damian Lillard, you're going to lose a lot of production there. And on top of this, Chris Middleton isn't the same person defensively as he used to be as well. And I was trying to explain to someone that I use the Boston Celtics as an example. They had a guy named Ime Adoka who was their head coach, and they were one of the top defensive teams. So when they got into the playoffs last year under a new regime, under a new head coach and Joe Missoula. They were terrible defending, and it doesn't necessarily always come from the players. You have to have a leader in place that's emphasizing defense on a regular. How do you feel about that logic?
2: Oh, I think that logic makes perfect sense, and I don't think you have to look that far back, Harry. I mean, it was a week or two ago that after a game, Giannis, who is—I mean, if you if you read Giannis's quotes, he is among one of the honest, more honest athletes out there. And I mean, he called out his team's defensive efforts earlier this season. Mm -hmm. And then just a couple of weeks ago, he was kind of questioning the team's defensive identity. Like, what are we doing? What are we going to take away? Are we going to allow open threes? Do we want to protect the paint? Do we want to double when somebody's in the post? Do we want to get comfortable? Because right now we're giving up everything. We don't have a defensive identity. And I think part of that stems from some of the issues that they had at the beginning of the season where you had Adrian Griffin come in. He wanted to play a defensive style the way that he had done when he was assistant under Nick Nurse up in Toronto where they're getting real aggressive on the perimeter. Well, that doesn't really work when you have somebody, you mentioned Brooke Lopez. Brooke is excellent at defending the rim. Right. You know, amongst the league leaders in blocks and was the runner-up for defensive player of the year last year. Having him blitzing screens on the outside by the perimeter doesn't take advantage of his strengths they never and the team certainly is different i think you had to expect okay this isn't going to be a top three defensive team the way they were under mike budenholzer who really stressed defense every year he was here and you don't have somebody like drew holiday in his defensive capabilities so you're probably going to take a step back but to take a step all the way back to 22nd in the league against one of the easiest schedules so far in the nba halfway through i think ultimately that was deemed that that's unacceptable and there is still enough talent, despite all those things you mentioned. You know, Dame's not the the defender that Drew was. Certainly, Chris still working his way back, and is probably not going to be the defender that he was even a couple of years ago because of the injuries he's had. But. Still, they need to be better than 22nd and need rallies against teams like the Pistons in order to come up with victories.
1: Gabe Nights does a great job. Part of Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Mornings on 94.5 ESPN in Milwaukee. Joining us on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio by the Milwaukee Bucks. Firing Adrian Griffin, their first-year head coach, after only 43 games and a 30-13 record. When I say Doc Rivers could be the next coach of the Milwaukee Bucks, Gabe, what say you?
2: <sighs> um... I guess that makes sense. I, I'm, I'm a little hesitant. I mean, look, Doc makes a ton of sense, right? He's out there. He has the, the experience that the Bucs ownership's probably looking for. He does have a championship under his belt and, oh, by the way, has ties to Milwaukee. His his name is in the Pfizer Forum Raptors because of his time as a member of the then Marquette Warriors. And he played his college basketball here in Milwaukee and, and, and had an unbelievable career. But I think, you know, I wonder if, the scars that he has picked up along the way, blowing the 3-1 leads and being a part of some of those teams, I wonder if that's, you know, good. Now, certainly I think he would give this team a direction and maybe the combination of his experience plus the experience that already exists on the team ends up being a good combination. Um, But I, I think there's kind of reasons why he's, you know, bounced around since his time in Boston where he had his most success and really didn't last all that long in Philadelphia.
3: Gabe, when it comes to this Milwaukee Bucks basketball team, we have big news right now, but the trade deadline is coming up. Do you think this is a basketball team that is trying to look ahead to that point and say, you know what, we need to go out and probably get another more piece and trade somebody else in order to do so?
2: Man, if John Horse can bring in a significant piece, he's going to be working some magic. They just don't have – that many pieces on this roster that they can really maneuver. Now that being said, I thought the same was I thought that statement was true when they ended up acquiring Damian Lillard before the season began, but it, with all these big moves that they've made over time, whether it was going back to acquiring Eric Bledsoe, then acquiring Drew Holiday, now acquiring Dame Lillard, they've given up a lot of assets, a lot of future assets in order to have the roster that they currently have. I, I'm not quite sure. I mean, would they love to pick up another wing defender? I'm sure they would. I just don't know what they have and what they can offer in order to pick that up that another team would necessarily want. And the one thing I do know for sure, though, Harry, is that they're going to be aggressive. John Horst has done, a, a, a has been very aggressive in every season since he's taken over as the general manager. Some of the pieces have worked out. You know, some of them have been great. Like when they got PJ Tucker, that helped propel them to a championship Mm -hmm. back in 2021. When Jay Crowder's a part of the the team still this year, but really didn't contribute and, and didn't play that much in the postseason after they picked him up last year. Now they're hoping he can pay dividends this year after they re signed him. But the one thing I do know for sure is they are going to try everything that they can to try to bolster this defense especially on the perimeter
1: real quick 30 seconds left Gabe Neitzel from 94.5 ESPN in Milwaukee joining us on Freddie and Harry and ESPN radio about the Milwaukee Bucks firing their first year head coach Adrian Griffin at the 43 games real quick on a scale of one to ten in your opinion in your gut how unhappy was Giannis Antetokounmpo with Adrian Griffin as a head coach uh,
2: I'm, I'm guessing it's up to an eight or nine I mean I think you could just see the frustration growing and then if you really go look back and dig into some of the quotes that have been kind of coming out from him after games over the last month, you know, I, I think he's, he's definitely somebody who's very respectful and doesn't want to call on anybody directly. But I think you start seeing some of the things he was questioning, as I was just mentioning. Hey, we don't have a defensive identity. Hey, we're not putting together the effort. Hey, we're not doing this. Like, there, there are a number of things that he was listing off, knowing what it takes to win a championship and knowing that, Whatever they were, despite being 30-13, and 13, the Bucks had not reached that level and just weren't getting there. I think that there had to have been a lot of frustration, not even with just Giannis. I think there's a lot of frustration with Dame Lillard as well. Is Dame hasn't really found his footing in Milwaukee. He's had a couple of really great moments. He's had a couple of really great games. He hasn't had that consistency. And, yes, that's going to take some time to get him to gel with Giannis and get all that to work since these two guys – aren't used to playing with another star of that caliber, but they still haven't really been that close. And I think whoever the next head coach is, two things. They have to be able to you know, find a defensive identity for this team, and then they have to find a way to make those two work more efficiently than they have so far on the offensive end.
1: They always work efficiently together. I want to talk about Jim, Gabe, and Chewy each and every morning at 94.5 ESPN in Milwaukee. Gabe Knights are part of that crew. Does a great job with that show. Also great follow on Twitter at g sixteen. Joining us about the Bucks, firing Adrian Griffin 43 games in this year. He joined us on Freddie and Harry. Always appreciate you, Gabe. Keep the great work, my man, and talk to you soon.
2: Boys, always a pleasure.
1: Yeah, great stuff by Gabe Knights. We have not forgotten about other NBA action, other NBA stories. And on Thursday, what kind of story are we receiving the Miami Heat with Kyle, trading Kyle Lowry and getting Terry Rozier from the Charlotte Hornets? They take on the East-leading Boston Celtics, presented by Indeed. Carls begins at 7 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app.
3: Yeah, that, that trade. For the Miami Heat. I thought it was very significant. We got to remember they lost Gabe Vinson, who mm-hmm. played very, very well once he was inserted into the lineup last year. Absolutely. For them to the he lost it. They lost him in free agency to the Lakers. But I, I just thought when it comes to Tyler Hero, and has he done a decent job at the point guard position? Yes, but they need a guy like Terry Rozier, who, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. Louisville guy, rough around the edges, can score the basketball as well, but also get other guys involved. I thought that was a pivotal move for them because they're sitting in the spot right close to the Indiana Pacers, right? And we've seen the Indiana Pacers make a move and make a trade for Pascal Siakam to help Tyrese Halliburton. So – Once again, you you have the front office of the Miami Heat figuring out that, hey, we got to make a move that's going to be able to benefit us come playoff time. And Mm -hmm. I think having a point guard is going to be very beneficial for them moving forward.
1: And if you're Miami, you have to plan for the potential inevitability that Tyler Hero is going to get injured at a certain point. We've seen that throughout his early part of his NBA career. That always seems to be an injury that sets him back. And last year, they did not have him. And believe me, Jimmy Butler could have really used him. They wouldn't have beaten the Denver Nuggets in the NBA Finals. But having somebody else to help him scoring and taking the load off his shoulders mm-hmm. would have gone a long way for Miami making that more of a competitive series than it turned out to be against our world champion, Denver Nuggets. But back in Milwaukee, they believe they can still compete in the playoffs and get there, even though they fired their head coach Adrian Griffin today after only 43 games. What say you about this move by the Bucs? Thirty and thirteen, tied for the second best record in the NBA, and they said enough of Adrian Griffin. Let's hear from you right now in the Freddie Harry calling line at triple eight say ESPN 3776 Dana in Richmond, what do you have to say? Go ahead, Dana. Go ahead, Dana.
4: Man, we uh, we this is a prime example of we living in this microwave culture where everything got to be bam bam bam. Um, they're going to win a lot of um, regular season games. They should have kept the coach because they're going to win a lot of regular season games, but regardless of who they get, the coach, they're not going to go far in the playoffs because they gave up their most um, locked-down defender with Holiday. They should have never got rid of Holiday. They got rid of him for offense. All right, so now you got to suffer the consequences of the move that you made. It ain't the coach. It wasn't the coach that made you um, an offensive team now. All right, so let me hit you with this one right here. My mm-hmm. daddy used to – I mean, not my dad. An old old friend of mine used to always tell me when I was young. He said, Diana, the grass may be greener on the other side of the fence, but you don't know how hard it is to cut the grass. <laughs> and they should stay with the grass that they had. I love and they stopped
3: cutting this grass that they didn't know nothing about.
1: <laughs> I love that. That was but, tremendous.
3: But But let me say this now. Even though you have an offensive team, because we've seen the Golden State Warriors on numerous of occasions have an offensive team, but when it, when it has come to certain situations, they understood how to lock down at the same time and defend. Look at that NBA Finals when it was them and the Boston Celtics. The Golden State Warriors were one of the best defensive teams in the National Basketball Association. But when you look at the Eastern Conference, back to Milwaukee really quick, mm-hmm. when you look at the Boston Celtics, you got Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Christoph Porzingis, and also Derek White.
1: And Drew Holiday.
3: You, you, you got to stop. You got to stop somebody. And then when I look at the Philadelphia 76ers, I see Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. I see Tyrese Maxey. Mm-hmm. And I love the emergence of, you know, Tobias Harris. Mm-hmm. You got to stop somebody. Yep. When I look at, I'll even throw the Knicks. And when I look at the Knicks, you look at Jalen Brunson. And also Julius Randle, you have to stop somebody. And all these teams I'm naming, they're going to be playing defense. And then lastly, I, I use the Miami Heat. There you go. You got Jimmy Butler. You got Bam. You have Tyler Hero. You have to stop some of these guys. And see, those guys understand the defensive principles. They understand defense. So you're going to have to figure this out if you're the Milwaukee Bucks because the way you have constructed things, the way that things things started and the way it's going right. from the defensive perspective, it's not going to work for championship basketball moving forward.
1: And don't forget about the Cleveland Cavaliers. They won eight in a row, and you got Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland that you have to tank with, and that team is playing better than anybody in the NBA right now. Ooh. Eight-game winning streak, the longest winning streak in the NBA, courtesy of the Cleveland Cavaliers. One of our favorites is the man we call... <laughs> The Wolf in Virginia. The Wolf, what do you got to say about the Bucks moving on from Adrian Griffin after only forty three games, partner?
0: I like the fact that they made a decision. The coaches and position coaches can stick together, stay on the same page, and move forward. That's the only thing I like about it, that they made the decision early. I was gonna ask you, mm-hmm. is this uh this is not reggae Monday, this is uh-huh. Delta Blues. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't mind if you can throw in some of that great music you guys check on once in a while because you have good voices there gentlemen so if you don't mind pulling out a Tuesday Delta Blues tune for me once in a while Mississippi John Hurt maybe some Booker White we any can, of that stuff we'll, I'd appreciate
1: it we, we'll make that work for you next week Mr. Oh, Wolf but, but I gotta do that work I
3: have you. to do something before Wolf hangs up mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> not too many shows gonna give stop that see see Shannon see there's always one ruining the yes, party yes it is and his name is Shannon Penn there's always one mm, mm, ruining mm. the party that, that was <laughs> sad that's what I'm, I would change Shannon's name to Sh- the Sadden cause he don't always you, brings sad stuff to the table don't you make Mr. Wolf get you
3: Shannon and he's giggling too like a little child exactly
0: <laughs> like you're 8 years of age
1: like you told somebody yeah, I, I know what they did I, I know something I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell just the things we put up with. <laughs> Keep weighing in on Twitter, Coleman ESPN, and the H. Douglas 83, and also Triple H, say ESPN, eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. 3776 Your thoughts on Adrian Griffin at the 43 games fired by the Milwaukee Bucks despite a 30-13 record, and in his first year, eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. 3776 But back in the National Football League, we're going to use the term revolution when it comes to Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City and Lamar Jackson in the Baltimore Ravens, and both of those two are meeting for the AFC Championship this weekend. That's after Harry has this word from Vivid Seats.
3: Check off that New Year's bucket list with tickets from Vivid Seats, your home for every tackle, slap shot, and slam dunk. Vivid Seats celebrates fandom with unbeatable rewards like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. With Vivid Seats rewards, you earn money with every purchase. From tip-off to final buzzer, Vivid Seats has a great selection and great prices on all the 2024 games that matter to you. Just visit vividseeks.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. The Freddie and Harry Podcast.
2: Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI
1: Thanks for being a part of it, it to be a part of you. It is Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance with Harry Douglas. and Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us in the ESPN Serious Sirius XM Channel 80, and I always tell you a smart speaker to play ESPN radio. We love our NFL conversations and getting you ready for Title Sunday when our man Andrew Hawkins, who played mm-hmm. in the NFL, does a great job as an ESPN NFL analyst. Hit him on Twitter at Hawk. Before we get to Lamar Jackson uh-huh. and Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. and Brock Purdy, mm-hmm. Brock Purdy, and even the 49ers are playing the Detroit Lions and Jared Goff, you got something to say about the Milwaukee Bucks. Moving on from Adrian Griffin, 43 games into his first season as Bucks head coach.
4: Well, I don't know if I have something to say. I guess I got some questions for you. Okay. All right, this you guys are good. the sports experts. I'm an NFL guy. I'm not an NBA guy. But what what is the reason they fired the coach so so quickly?
3: So I, I would say this. The difference between the NBA Hawk and, and the NFL is owners run the league in, in the National Football League. Facts. It's not like that in the NBA. It's mm-hmm. a player's league. And if there was any friction, I don't know one hundred percent, but yep. if there was any friction between Giannis Antetokounmpo and or even Damian Lillard and Adrian Griffin, yep, there's the discourse right there. Number one, number two, when you look at the Milwaukee Bucks defensively,
4: uh-huh.
3: bro, they are terrible. Okay, I mean right. terrible. I... And and if and if they have dreams and aspirations to you know win another NBA championship.
4: They gotta get Things
3: to defensively right. cannot go along in the manner that it has went along because when you look at the Celtics, you look at the Heat, you look at the Cavs, you look at the Sixers, the Knicks. They got some dudes over there that you mm. have to you have to string stops together in certain key moments in ball yeah. games. Mm-hmm. And at the level that they're going at, it's not happening.
4: I love that. I love that deep in depth take <laughs> and of reasoning because it makes full <laughs> symphony. And that's my take. It's uh-huh. like what a position of. A uh, privilege that the NBA is in, and yeah. not like in a bad way, because right. they just fired a black head coach in his first year, about twenty. what are we at? Probably almost 43 the halfway. Forty-three yeah. percent into the season, uh-huh. right? Yeah, and the conversation is why it didn't fit. And you know they got to get better defense. If that happened in the NFL, oh my God, you would—I'd have a completely different tone right now. So shout out to the NBA. We're always giving brothers a chance at the head job
3: because this is
4: this is how you know you made it.
3: Ain't ain't nobody
4: leading with that conversation. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so, my God. I love it. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I can't Shout out <laughs> to the NBA. <laughs> well done. Shout out to Andrew Hawkins, <laughs> ESPN
1: NFL analyst, and also NBA connoisseur when it comes to social matters. Jayden, <laughs> on Twitter, and Hawk joining us with Freddie <laughs> Harry on ESPN Radio. Back in the National Football League, we got Championship mm-hmm. Sunday. I'm comparing Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. First time they met in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. As the Kobe LeBron, we never got in the NBA. Mm-hmm. We always want to see Kobe versus LeBron in the NBA finals. Never yeah. got it. Guys got in the way. Situation got in the way. Yep. What are you looking forward to seeing? What may be the first of something special involving these two?
4: You know what? I, I we we spent so much time with the Mahomes versus uh, Josh Allen being the, the the Peyton versus Tom of our time, and I felt like it was Patrick and Lamar, and like I, that's okay. a, I feel like this to your point of the generation, like these are the matchups that we look for, and I would throw Joe Burrow in there too. And Josh Absolutely. Allen is great. Don't get me wrong, right? But those things are, are very one one sided so far. In the tenure where Lamar, the way he's played this year, he has turned into a different quarterback. And people are like, well, how do you say that he had an incredible year in 2019? Statistically, yes, it was great. And he was great, which is why he was a unanimous MVP. But the steps forward he has taken in, you know, I mean, to talk Cam Newton, talk game management. He is a game changer who can manage a game. And now he is at a different level. He is hungry. He talks about one thing always, which is a Super Bowl. So it's like you know, um what happens when that unstoppable force meets an irresistible, irresistible object irresistible object mm-hmm. That's what it feels like with him and Patrick Mahomes because I have the utmost confidence in Lamar, and I have the utmost confidence in Patrick Mahomes because he's a bad boy too, so so we, so we have more confidence in right now. I think this week I have the Ravens because lamar. <clears throat> For what his skill set is, even though the Kansas City Chiefs defense is great, um, it fits really well against them. You know, you've seen what Josh Allen was able to do in the run game. Right. And there's been times in the past where Lamar has been like, oh, I want to pass more or I'm going to run more. And this year it's been like, well, what are you giving me? Based on what I see is the Lamar you're going to get, and that's the game management I'm talking about. You see Josh Allen had the success against the Chiefs defense last week. It's it's going to be open sesame for Lamar, so I expect a big running game because I don't think they're going to be able to risk what they're going to bring to the table down the field in the pass game by putting a spy out there.
3: Ooh, that's uh, I mm-hmm. like that. I like that too. But mm-hmm. but but we know both of these guys are dynamic in their own special way, mm-hmm. and we enjoy both of them for who they are. Yep. But which one of these quarterbacks has been more of a re- revolutionary? When it comes to how the position is played and also scouted.
4: <laughs> Man, um, that, you talk about a, a hard question that doesn't have an answer. Mm-hmm. Like literally, because I, I, if Lamar Jackson wins the Super Bowl this year, he's a Hall of Famer. I don't care what anybody says. A two-time MVP who you literally won't be able to tell the NFL story mm-hmm. without Lamar Jackson if he wins the Super Bowl. And we already know Patrick Mahomes could stop playing football tonight tonight. And he's a first baller. <laughs> and so I think when you're talking about which one changed, I would say Lamar has changed it more for this reason. Lamar is dynamic like we've never seen a quarterback be dynamic. But I, I feel like so oftentimes somebody with that kind of ability has been moved positionally sure, because there's been a ceiling there at quarterback. It's mm-hmm. like always you can't win with a quarterback that way. right? And I think he has continued to develop as a passer to where he is now and I think you know when you see people scout quarterbacks they're not going to say that anymore whereas Patrick Mahomes his throwing is just like he's just, he's just different you know like it's like yeah. it's I don't want to say it hasn't changed the game but you ain't going I mean Mahomes is a one one in 60 year kind of talent right um even even by today's standards
1: great stuff Andre Hawkins in studio ESPN NFL analyst on Freddie and Harry and ESPN radio with Harry Douglas I'm Freddie Coleman we got these two number one seeds We got Mm -hmm. Baltimore and AFC about the big Kansas city, San Francisco and the NFC about the play to Detroit lions,
4: which number one seed has the most pressure. Most pressure I think will be, I think it's the Niners. Mm -hmm. I think it's the, I think it's the most pressure because I, for the majority of this season, we've had them picked as the super bowl winner. Um, and I think for how their their team has played, we we you know we saw a little bit of a dip in that kind of three game skid mm-hmm. with no yep. Debo, right? Um, but they've been here so much, right? Like I think with Shanahan's three of the last four,
3: four of the last five, four of the last four of the
4: five, last five mm-hmm. NFC you know championships and no mm-hmm. Super Bowl, mm-hmm. you know. So to get that close and not get there, there's gonna they're gonna continue to have that conversation. Whereas the Baltimore Ravens. They haven't Lamar hasn't been in the AFC championship yet. So they they're still progressing in in his tenure whereas on the 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 49ers side it it feels like more of the same if they take a nail.
3: So, do the 49ers and Brock Purdy does Brock have to be great to beat the Lions in your opinion? Yes,
4: absolutely. Absolutely because that's Brock is going to have to be great as a passer because that's where the Mm-hmm. Um, the blind spot is for the, the Detroit defense. Their right. secondary is not great. And so if Brock doesn't have a good day against the Detroit secondary, it, it, you're going to be able to point directly to him.
3: <laughs> it could be a long day. <laughs> it's going to be a long day because they have a stout run defense. So, so let, one of, let's one of our go, producers, Devin Kane, he doesn't like Brock Purdy. He can't so he,
1: stand him.
3: Yeah. So I, he, he's waiting for the downfall. He
4: always says, I I got to see more. I want to yeah. see more. I mean, that's tough too because Harry, here, here you played in the league, man. I don't care – You can have all the conversation about this guy not being good as that guy, the system, and what have you. It is hard to ball the way that Brock Purdy has balled, even in a system. I mean, there's like, I am telling you, it might not look as sexy. He might not be super fast. He might not be throwing it all over the yard like Josh Allen's arm is. But even players in great systems in the league – I mean, it's hard out there, and it's hard to do it as consistently as he's done over two years. So please <laughs> do not think that this is a set it and forget it type of position in the league. I'm telling you, you cannot do that without being, without being great. Look at Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan was an MVP. People will discuss and, and debate whether he should get into the Hall of Fame at some point with his numbers. He was not running this offense the way that Brock Purdy is running his offense. Wow. So just keep that in mind. Yeah, great. So you, you said you're
1: taking the Ravens. You're leaning that way. Where are you leaning in the NFC Championship game?
4: I got the Niners. I think, I mean, is going to be the big factor of like where he's at um, yeah, because he, he does. He's 50 50 right now. And he's 50 50. But even still, I, I like the Niners because Jared Goff, even though he's handled pressure well as of late, he's going to get a different level of pressure to be in the NFC Championship going against Bosa, mm-hmm. going against Warner, yeah. going against Young. And when Jared Goff feels pressure and he's not looking past that front seven. He turns into a different quarterback, and so that's that's what I expect to happen with San Fran. No matter what happens offensively for him,
3: I, I can't say this though, Hawk. If Debo doesn't play, mm-hmm. I have extreme confidence in Jamon Jennings. What he did in that ball game versus the Green Bay Packers yeah. when it was his time to shine and his number being called in the absence of Debo now he's not Debo by any stretch of imagination mm-hmm. but when they needed him to make plays he was able to make plays what are your thoughts on Jawan Jennings and what he's meant for this football team
4: Absolutely I mean it goes goes into my purdy take right like mm-hmm. all you can do is take advantage of the opportunities that are given you Sure you know and what you do with them determines what kind of player you are you know and I think that's what makes the Shanahan offense special is, I won't call it plug and play, but they do build it from the offseason to now in preparation for everybody having to play a big role. I came into that offense one year as a slot receiver, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, this is cool. I'm finally going to be able to just to do my third down thing, collect all these big checks, and go on <laughs> about my business. And as fate would have it, I end up having to play the X and play you know, 80% of the snaps every game and everybody had to. We had rookie, free undrafted free agents getting that level of snaps. We had punt returners that hadn't played any significant time getting those kind of snaps. And I think that's how Shanahan builds it. So, again, kudos to him for stepping up big. But they're going to need him if there's no Debo. Yeah. So so, so one,
3: one thing on what Hawk just said, um, when, when Kyle Shanahan came to Atlanta, that was something that was new to Roddy and Julio mm-hmm. and the receivers because they didn't allow receivers to play certain amount of plays in a row. Yep. They believed nope. in other guys coming in and getting snaps too. And it, so, so that was a new thing for the receivers in Atlanta to get used to when Kyle went there.
4: And it's so genius. And I hate that coaches haven't seen that and, and gotten smarter because McDaniel does the same thing. I bet you if you go look at Tyreek Hill's um, plays per game this year, it was probably the least it's been in his career because the theory is that I don't need you to be – on average over 80 plays, I need you to be 95 plus for 45 plays because the DB, the corner ain't coming out. He's going to be 70 and 65%. And so if I can match you up at 95% against a corner who's operating at 70%, that's where the opportunities come. And so that's why, Harry, they make it very clear you have to rotate and it's better for you because we're going to get more bang for our buck when you're in there because a tired... Uh, Julio or a tired Roddy doesn't do me any good.
1: Well, gr- graced up by a man who played in the National Football League and understands the nuances and the science of the game. He is Andrew Hawkins, ESPN NFL analyst. Like we mentioned, a great follow on Twitter. At Hawk, always gracious with his time in studio. On Freddie and Harry. I Always appreciate you, Hawk. Thank you so much, my man. Appreciate you
4: guys having me, man. Oh,
1: great, great stuff. Don't forget ESPN Radio on Saturday. Tune in to get ready for Conference Championship Sunday in the NFL. Play our preview with the pros. Starts at 4 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. With Harry Douglas, hit him on Twitter at HDouglas83. I'm Freddie Coleman. Hit me on Twitter at coleman ESPN. part of Freddie and Harry. And the things that make you go, hmm, when it comes to Mel Kuyper Jr. and maybe a draft choice for your NFL team in April. We'll get to all that mock draft this next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app.
4: The Freddie and Harry Podcast. He's Harry Douglas
1: and Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Serious section channel 80. And don't forget to always tell that snot speaker of yours to play ESPN Radio. You're going to blink your eyes. And the NFL draft is going to be happening from Detroit Football in late April. All the coverage right here on ESPN Radio and also ESPN ABC. And Mr. Mel Kuyper Jr., ESPN NFL draft dude that he is, put out the top 10 picks in his first mock draft of 2024. He has. Caleb Williams, going to the Bears at number one, quarterback out of USC. But the one that made me go, hmm, Jaden Daniels, Heisman Trophy winner and quarterback of LSU. He has him going number two to Washington. And Drake made a quarterback from North Carolina going number three to the New England Patriots.
3: I love Jaden Daniels at number two to the Washington Commanders. And we know he has all the credentials from a football standpoint. But let me speak from a business standpoint. When you – Look at the commanders and how they're trying to revamp, you know, the spotlight when it comes to their organization. Right. What's better than bringing in a Heisman Trophy winner that you know that can play at all the levels, but on top of that, you look across the way at the Baltimore Ravens and you see a guy named Lamar Jackson and what he's been able to mean to that organization and the style of football that he's been able to play and do it as well. We know the Josh Harris group and and their ties to ownership. Mm-hmm. Magic Johnson, a guy who's a minority. I'm pretty sure he wouldn't mind having a quarterback like Jaden Daniels come to the you know the city of Washington to mm-hmm. be able to put this team in a different light than what it's been the last, I would say, ten to twelve, maybe fifteen yeah. years.
1: There's been a stench next to that organization. You're trying to do anything possible to bring you forward into the 21st century, not just being competitive on the field, but being that team that was community minded off the football field, especially the nation's capital when it comes to Washington, D.C. But Mel Kiper Jr. on get up this morning, believe me, he got grilled by having Jaden James at number two over Drake may. And he gave his reason why He's on that list in terms of being number 2 when it comes to Jaden Daniels the Heisman Trophy winner, the quarterback from LSU. The
0: great thing about Jaden is he is aggressive with his legs, he's aggressive with his arm, but he doesn't turn the ball over. And to strike that balance is really rare and really impressive to me. And I think when you look at Jaden Daniels, the way he can attack a defense, the fear factor player he is. Defensive coordinators don't want to have to scheme to try to handle this guy. And and, and Drake May didn't have that super unbelievable season that he needed to have. He had some struggles against Virginia, NC State, a couple games where he was throwing some picks, not really basically precise and accurate with throws that were easy throws that you got to make. Bottom line is, I'm not going to hate on Drake May. I really like Drake May. But when you talk about the second overall pick right now, I think Jaden Daniels right now has the edge going into this whole draft process leading up to late April.
3: Freddie, you can interview all 32 defensive coordinators in the National Football League and ask them what type of quarterback is the hardest to prepare for, and it's a quarterback that poses the challenges like a Lamar Jackson. Because at times when you think you have the perfect defense, they're the chess piece to your perfect defense because they can make what's supposed to be wrong for their offense Mm -hmm. right for their offense and make your defense that's supposed to be 99.9% right, 99.9%. 9% 9% wrong.
1: Yeah, those off schedule plays bother defensive coordinators because yep. very rarely do you have off schedule plays being made on the defensive side of the football. When you have a really good scheme and players with great instincts and great anticipation, they can make those plays. It doesn't matter if it's a linebacker, defensive lineman, safety, cornerback, et cetera. But that position of quarterback, when you have guys that can make off schedule plays, when you've done everything right and one flick of the wrist, or one missed tackle, then all of a sudden you got a problem. And Jaden Daniels has that in spades. We saw that this year at LSU, where he can make a play out of nothing with his arm, with his legs, and especially his ability to read on the fly by using his old noodle, his old noggin, to make those kind of plays for LSU.
3: I think another unique piece to Mel Kuyper's 2024 mock draft, his first one, is the Bears taking Caleb Williams at number one. But also at number nine, taking Rome O'Dunze, yeah. right? A guy mm-hmm. that's very, very good with contested catches, strong, smooth in this route running. Reminds me a lot of Jamar Chase. Yes. Um, so being able to pair him up by taking him, taking Caleb Williams number one, and having Cole Komet and DJ Moore, they may be on to something there.
1: Well, also, you look at the other two wide receivers Marvin Harrison Jr., wide receiver of Ohio State. He hasn't gone number four, they Arizona Cardinals. Then he has Malik Neighbors. Talk about LSU being wide receiver you. That wide receiver going to the New York Giants at number six. The question is, who's going to play quarterback for the Giants?
3: Oh, Lord, <laughs> brother Dev, <Dave. laughs> no, Don't give us no 30 to count when we say who's going to be quarterback for the Giants. You at, tell us who the quarterback is. Now you got 20, Dev. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but when it comes to quarterback with the San Francisco forty nines, we know it's going to be there on Sunday when they play in the NFC Championship game versus the Detroit Lions. It's going to be Purdy. Brock Purdy. Harry believes he needs to play great to beat the Detroit Lions. I completely disagree. Hear that disagreement next on Freddie and Harry. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry podcast.